Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am thankful that you are tuning in to the podcast today. So this is another one of the Anchored Wives Prayer. So this is day 24. We're doing Anchored Wives Prayer through Psalm 119 for 31 days. So y'all, we're really nearing towards the end, and I'd love you to pulse check in your secret time with God what this is doing for your prayer life. What is this doing? And and that's not just towards your husband in general. And what is this doing for your own time with the Lord? Is is this helping? In what ways is this exposing some things Um, in terms of your marriage? Maybe you came into this ready and armed thinking you're going to be praying for this one particular advancement in your husband as well as your marriage. But Maybe your prayer life has shifted um, towards a different direction for him. Maybe it's softened your heart. I would love for you to explore these questions and continue to explore them and continue to be praying for your husband as well as your marriage in your time with the Lord and doing that courageously. So with Courageous Radiance, Psalm 34, um, specifically verses four and five are really on upon of which it's built. But when I'm thinking about verse five, that we are courageously looking to the Lord. So we courageously radiant women. So we're courageously looking to the Lord. And through that um, verse five, I'm just, I'm paraphrasing this, but through that verse five says that because we're doing that, because we are constantly keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord, that we're going to be radiant with with joy. And shame is not going to be the output. It's not going to be our life product. Our faces aren't going to resemble that. So through this looking to the Lord, courageously pursuing Him, radiance is, is going to come through us. Y'all, that is such hope, right? So that even it, it didn't say it didn't say because your situation changes or because your circumstances begin to look better. It said those who look to him are radiant with joy. Y'all, joy is a gift. It's one of the nine fruits of the spirit. So it's precluding that you have the fruit of the spirit. And by having the fruit of the spirit, it means that the Holy Spirit is living in you, which backing down one more totem pole on this on this ladder, that means that you have decided that Jesus is your Lord and personal savior. So through any situation, through any um, you know, good or bad or whatever it is that's going on in your life at this on this particular day, I just wanted to be you to be encouraged in that that joy is going to be the output of you looking to the Lord, looking to the Lord in this marriage or in this difficult circumstance, Lord, I need you and you alone. So let's pick up and read in Psalm 119. And this today we're going to re- read actually this whole stanza um, from 129 through 136. Um, your decrees, and again, this is Psalm 119, Verses 129 through 136. Your decrees are wondrous, therefore I obey them. The revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commands. Turn to me and be gracious to me 
as I, your practice towards those who love your name. Make my steps steady through your promise. Don't let any sin dominate me. Redeem me from human oppression, and I will keep your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes pour out streams of tears because people do not follow your instruction. So this Hebrew word pay, P-E, means mouth. So, you know, verse 131 says, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commands. And if you've been listening along with any of these anchored wise prayer through Psalm 119, man, this psalmist, right? They are hungry, ready to absorb by osmosis, even any level of God's word. I mean, they want to be ingesting it, seeping it through every pore. It is really the foundation of their life. Specifically, I wanted to pray. My my heart was really troubled the last uh, couple days. And I really took um, yesterday a little bit slower, even slower in my prayer time, in my quiet time with the Lord. And I even had um, some conversations with my husband Um But specifically in verse 133 as well as 136, but some different situations have come up that um, we've been made privy to, and it's really broke my heart, y'all, if I can be 100% honest, where I would hear drama or gossip or things before now, I'm really trying to not allow at all you know, and and then even if for what I do here, um, it's like, hey, let's bring us to this person. Let's bring, you know, like not being an agitator or an enabler of of disunity because God hates it. Um, but this this information I came privy to, um, one of them was gossip, but the other one, the other two were not, and it's marriages which are really being destroyed, y'all. And having had our own marriage on that on that level, on that brink of horribleness for a decade, it really does break my heart when I hear of infidelity, when I hear of just conflict, strife, breaking up, all of that. It, it really does. And in particular with this one, this is the one I was talking to my husband about, it was just, it really bothered me in my quiet time as God really revealed to me that the focus of my prayer for these particular people or the focus of when we're when we talk to them and we meet with them and discuss with them I mean we're not counselors listen I tell people that all the time but is their allowance of sin and sin cannot be toilet like let's not just play with this like this is a beach ball right um we need to destroy it in our hearts. And and honestly, we don't have the capacity. Jesus did that on the cross, but we need to rest in him and walk in his, in his shadow, in his, in his footsteps versus playing with it and accepting it to any level of sliver of degree. So my heart's for my husband, as well as for us, y'all, us, listen, where, where is sin dominating in your life? This is a question also for your secret time. 
And it doesn't have to be in something that looks tangible, something that um, you other can, other people can see you do. It, it could be. But what if your sin is you're a gossiper or you, you, you're an agitator, you stir up drama? What if your sin is um, you're a liar? You know, you, I, I don't know, but the Lord does and he's not pleased. And I don't just want us to pray for our husbands and look at the log, the speck in their eye, as Jesus says, while missing our log. But I do want to pray for our husbands in areas that they struggle. Um, God is a God of reconciliation and redemption. So we don't want to just make that bigger, you know, make sins like you, like Jesus did not die on a whole cross for our sins, but making but making it big and um, casting light that we do need to be turning from our sins and, and repenting. And specifically where I wanted to read is in Romans. Um, I really actually am going to go up higher. So I was going to read verses. Um, I am going to read uh, verses 22 and 23. But verse 15, this is Romans 6, verse 15 what then should we should should we sin because we are not under the law but under grace this is paul talking absolutely not don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves you are slaves of the of the one you obey either of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness And going down to verse um, 22, but now since you have been set free from sin, this is assuming you have been set free. You know, is Jesus the Lord of your life? He's a destroyer of sin. But since now you have been set free from sin and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification and the outcome is eternal life. Here's the scripture for the wage. This is verse 23 for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, we sing, salvation is a one, one and done. You are um, confessing, believing with your heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior and turning from your ways and all of it's salvation once. Ephesians 2.8, by grace through faith. But sanctification, as this verse 22 talks about, that's a, that's your whole life, y'all. So when it's like, man, I don't know why I'm still struggling. Well, are you walking away from the sin? Like, are you, are you, are you attempting? And, and I don't know if you can, if you identify with this, but like, it's almost like as you do something more, it becomes easier and there might be triggers or times when it does something, you know, something might pop up, but as you're working, it might be at the beginning that you have to like grab this thing by the neck every day, all day. And that might be the, and that might be okay and appropriate. It might be then weeks later where it's like, huh, I I'm only grabbing it like by its neck half of the day. And then months later, it might be, I'm really randomly kind of don't have to. So whatever that process of going against it looks like, not just succumbing to it, but that's a, that's your sanctification walk. That is 
not necessarily that you've mastered it 100%, but now, I mean, kind of, yeah, really, and not in you, because you can't, but in Jesus Christ. So when I was thinking about that, that scripture, flipping back over to verse 133, make my steps steady through your promise. Don't let any sin dominate me. I wonder where we're letting sin dominate. You know, it looks like, oh, I only smoke or I only, you know, meet up with this person. I only talk on my DMs with this relationship. You know, they, it's, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. Or I only, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're allowing, like, just because it looks like it, like you've got control of it, it has control of you. And you're allowing it to dominate you. And going in that way is going against the Lord. So it's not necessarily a sin just against that person or your spouse, but it is against God. And y'all, that just broke my heart. And that's verse 136. My, my eyes pour out streams of tears because people do not follow your instruction. Um, ugh. Yeah, I just, I think that if I would have known in the heart of my sin of sins, I mean, I'm still... You know, I still have issues today. I'm not even going to pretend. But um, I don't want anything to dominate me. I'm almost like, no. <laughs> the stubborn part of me is like, I don't want something to, to win over me. And there are still, still, again, areas that I struggle with 100%. But I think the more that we baby it and stroke it and make it okay and coddle it or hide it underneath a rug, the Lord is trying to out it and out us, not in and hate or um, condemnation, because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but because he loves us and he knows that that thing is going to be the pathway to death. And it might not be a physical death, right? It might be like, oh, this is only one time. It's not a big deal. Yes, it is. It, It might be a death of your legal freedom. It might be a death in your job. It might be a death in this relationship. It might be a death in this health disparity. I don't know. But it leads to death because God's word is true and period, the end. Drop the mic. And if Romans 6, 23 said that all sin leads to death, then we need to believe it. And, you know, to turn to you for your own reference is Galatians 5, um, around verse 21, I think, mm, 20, 20. Um, let me turn to it. I think it's verse 20. Um, but it le- it talks about the um, the different uh, works of the flesh. And then it leads to the works of the spirit. Yep, uh, 19. It starts, um, it lists like 15 different, technically more because it ends with anything similar. But it lists out specifically 15 different flesh, um, works of the flesh. And then by verse 22, it's the nine fruits of the spirit. And, you know, really above that, it goes in line with what we just read in Romans um, with verse 16, I, this is a Paul again, I say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want, but you are led by the spirit. You are, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. So it's like, again, you can't go both ways. You can't go right and left. It's it's black or it's white. It's no gray. It is you're either walking in the deeds of the flesh, or which is sin, or you're walking in the, in the deeds of the of the spirit. And one is you're under 
you know, you're in slavery, you're in bondage. Technically, you really look at, I, I consider myself a slave to, to Jesus Christ. But mine leads to freedom in eternity. You know, the other, it leads to death. So which, which are you going to choose? So that's my prayer for our, ourselves as well as our husbands. So let's pray. God most high, um, our hearts truly um, are, are heavy for um, the ways that we continue to walk against you, God. Thank you for the exposure of that, not just to focus on what others are doing, God, but even in the most small ways that are big to you. Because we love ranking sin. We love making something big or small. And somehow we claim that the ones that we do are just small. So God, in any way, right this very moment that I'm even displeasing you, God, please expose and out that. Through exposure and shining light is our healing. It's our restoration. God, I pray for... um, the sins, the deeds of the flesh of our husbands, um, God, that you illuminate that, that you reveal to them ways that you are, that they are breaking your heart and that they are falling short and that they are becoming slaves to someone who <clears throat> hates them, who wants their, to see their demise, the demise of their whole life, God. And John 10, 10, um, Jesus, you say that, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but that you've come to give us abundant life in and through you. So God, help us to, to see that. Please bring light and revelation to that, Father God, for ourselves as well as our husband, so that we can turn from the things that have been keeping us in bondage. And therefore, our marriages can never grow because we're in bondage to sin. God, we don't want to live as slaves to something that is leading to our death, our earthly death while we're here and our death in the next life, God, which is away from you. Jesus, please reveal and expose. Thank you for your love and thank you for your obliteration of death on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.